Designed by Wingnut Social is brought to you by Wingnut Social, the leading interior design and home pro digital marketing agency. We know it works so you don't have to. Learn more at wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I am your host, Darla Jethro Powell, interior decorator and grand high poobah of all things here at Wingnut Social, a digital marketing agency for home pros, interior designers, architects, to the trade manufacturers, home furnishings manufacturers, and the ilk. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's guest, Andrea Libros, is a friend of the show. She's actually been on the show before. And because she is so brilliant and such a genius, of course, we invited her back. So before we get into my interview, with Andrea, and she tells us why we're thinking too small and what thinking big looks like. You know the drill. I have to tell you all about her. Andrea Libros is a certified business and life coach and specializes in empowering female entrepreneurs to take decisive action, but guys can listen to. You'll get something from this, I promise. Shedding limiting beliefs and adopting a CEO mindset for success in business and in personal life. The author of She Thinks Big. Andrea is renowned for translating ambitious visions into tangible achievements. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Andrea Libros to the show. Hey there, Andrea Libros. Welcome back to the show. How the hell are you? It's been a minute. I'm great. I'm great. And I'm so happy to be back. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you back. And if you guys are uninitiated, Andrea Libros was on our show before. I forget the uh, episode number. Maybe, you know, I doubt, you know, you've probably been on a million podcasts. Uh, but if you go over to wingnutsocial.com and check out the show notes for this episode, you'll find that. So you can have a, uh, you can have Andrea in stereo. Double. <laughs> <laughs> double your pleasure, double yes. your fun. <laughs> yes. So Andrea, it's been a lot has been going on since we last spoke. Um, yes. We were talking in the green room how you build a house with your own bare hands from the ground up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, my own hands, my own hands with the hammer. <laughs> so you have a firsthand process of the interior design and design build architecture experience from being a um, a consumer of said products. Yes, I do. Right? Yes, yeah. a huge consumer. Like, I don't think we could have consumed any more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in, in the largest way. Plus, you're also a, a business coach for the interior design industry and a, an exceptional one. I remember our first episode had a lot of terrific response and feedback. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. And since we have spoken, you have published a new book or a book. Is this your first book? No, this is my first book. Yes. Is it? Okay. Yes, it's my first book. And the title of that would be She Thinks Big, the Entrepreneurial Woman's Guide to Moving Past the Messy Middle and Into the Extraordinary. I like how you kept it short. Yes. Don't you like that <laughs> shortness? <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, don't even, that was a long discussion right there, but she thinks big. <laughs> We're just going to go with she thinks big and it's helping entrepreneurial women really, um, I like to say, move through the, the, where they get stuck in their business. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of what, what we wanted to sum it up. That's what it is. So in my mind, not knowing, I haven't read the book. I'm sure you'll send me a free copy though. I <laughs> totally will. I have blue um, envelopes wait, actually literally waiting. 
big thinking for me and how I'm understanding it, and you're going to break it down for us, is what I like to say I do in my business. I am the founder, the CEO, and I'm the big picture girl. I did the delegation I do well. The actual technical work is done by millennials who have way more skills than I do or way smarter than I do. And I'm, I do biz dev, but I'm, I'm sure we're going to, I'm sure it's way more complicated than that. So let's start with my very first question. What is big thinking? Great question, Darla. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Okay. I, I've done this before. Yes, you've done this before. So um, big thinking, I can define it in a lot of ways. And I actually did some unofficial research okay. into, you know, what is this? But what I, what I came up with in the end is people who are big thinkers can really access what I call their future you. Okay, so this is the you three years, five years, 10 years from now who who has done whatever they've set out to do and who has a totally different perspective because it is completed. So I don't think our lives are ever completed or our businesses <laughs> are ever completed. But what I mean is if you're looking at something from the past or the present, you're probably not thinking big. You're thinking today in the moment. And there's so much emphasis on staying present too. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on the problem of today that right. sometimes we even stifle our own big thinking because when we if we if we were to think beyond today and go into the future, we our brains are immediately going to go to that would be great. I'm not sure how it's going to happen. Um, there's going to be 62 things that are going to get in the way. What if I was successful? All of that. So big thinkers, though, can move beyond all of that fear and access the future you who kind of might say to you, yeah, go for it. Grow the podcast, start a new podcast, write a book, whatever it is, um, and, and follow that. And in order to remain a big thinker, I've created an acronym tr for trust, T-R-U-S-T. Right. And I kind of have five parts of what a big thinker is. All right, let's break that down. So um, you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, that us being kind of analysis by paralysis or paralysis yes. by analysis, right, yes. Is, yes. is keeping us from doing the big yes. picture thinking. I always get those two, two backed up, right? And I'm a, I, fall, I fall victim to that, too, even though I'm like the, the, the empress of delegation. Ask my team, they'll tell you. I, I try not to micromanage, but sometimes I do like to get in the weeds and, and get a little anxiety ridden when it comes to that. Yes. So tell us about the, the trust acronym and okay. what that looks like. Okay. So I think big thinkers, number one, they consider all their thought options. So T stands for thought options. And people are like, what does that really mean? Well, what it really means is you get to choose what you want to think. Okay. What you think is not a fact. It's just a thought. Right. And whatever you think kind of triggers how you feel. So if we're talking about interior designers and they're thinking about, I mean, I just had a client who changed her packages. Okay. She could think, oh my gosh, no one is going to purchase this new offering. She could think I've priced it too high. She could think this is going to be so hard to market. Or she could think this is exactly what my clients need. Of course, this is going to be a home run easy. You know, she's got those thought options. And I, I might have shared this before with you, but my best analogy is that you're at a wedding. There's past hors d'oeuvres. A waiter's walking around. He comes up to you and he says, Darla, take one. He's got this tray. And you look at it and you say, do I want the bruschetta 
or the spinach square, what do I want? <laughs> that tray is like a tray full of options. So big thinkers intentionally choose their thoughts. That's what the T stands for. I would choose the spinach square just so we're all clear. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're the spinach square. I might go for shrimp cocktail if there was a little shrimp cocktail and a little small little. Um, now you're tricking me. That wasn't an option. I know. I know. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I kept it for myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So that makes sense. So trust. So we're trusting. We're trusting our, our thoughts. And, okay. and that T stands for thought options in the word trust. So are we trusting? Which thought are we trusting? Right. So that well, you ran through a gamut. Thought. You've got to trust mm-hmm. a thought that is two things. It has to qualify as being useful. Okay. Okay. And it has to serve you. Thinking no one's going to buy something is not serving you. It is not All useful. Right. True. Right. And and we don't often give equal airtime to all the thoughts. Our brains, like the analysis paralysis piece comes in or the fear comes in. Right. And we, and we give more airtime to the thoughts that aren't useful or aren't serving us. But big thinkers... They, they're onto that kind of thing. Like, I'm onto you. <laughs> they recognize <laughs> it and they go for the thoughts that are serving us or are useful. Okay. Awesome. Now, there's an R, which there is, is an R. Okay. R stands for real problem. Okay. So big thinkers figure out what the real problem is. All right. So the real problem in our analogy here of, let's say, changing your packages or your pricing, the real problem is the fact that you don't want to feel a negative feeling. Good news here is 99% of the time, the real problem is nothing external. It is internal. That just hit me. You just got me in the feels right there with that one. Yeah. <laughs> right? so, so the real problem isn't the fact that, you know, how much someone has in their bank account. The real problem is the fact that you don't want to feel defeated if they say no. You know, that is true a lot of the times. But what if there are external circumstances that are outside of your mind? Like if you're saying, okay, I want to raise my rates, but maybe the real problem. Okay, break this down for me. Yeah, In my so, mind. So the real, the real, I mean, it could mm-hmm. be you could raise them so that you've outpriced yourself, right? Or okay, yeah, like so, that. Okay. yeah. Is that a thing? I mean, it can be a thing, but I think what we have to do is we have to kind of treat any, any situation as a science experiment. Gotcha. Okay. So let's do a science experiment. Let's like, actually, I literally had someone yesterday, um, reach out to me and she's like, I need some mindset coaching as interior designer. I need some mindset coaching. I, um, I'm still feeling like I'm not profitable enough. I have made Huge strides this year, but I'm still feeling that I'm not profitable enough. Okay. So that's, so I said to her, all right, let's list out all the things that have happened this year. I mean, she made a a great things. She made a list like 20 things. I mean, it was beyond. (laughs) And she's still not feeling great about it all. Okay. Mm. So look at all the amazingness that's happened. You're not feeling great about it. So what's the problem? You're not feeling the feeling piece. It's not the fact that you um, opened a storefront. It's not the fact that she even wrote in this, I feel way more present with my family. That was a thing that she wanted to work on. I have, I understand exactly where my money's going in and out. Like all these things have happened. 
Okay. But she's still feeling like it's not enough. Right. All right. So the problem isn't over here. If you could see my hands, the problem isn't <laughs> over here with all of the changes that she's made in her business. The problem is how she's feeling. Okay. And also, if you're watching us on our YouTube channel designed by Wingnut Social, you can see all the gesticulations happening right as we speak. Okay, you. You. And I, okay. You as in you uniform or Uranus. Right. Mm -hmm. It could be right. Right. So um, <laughs> you is embrace, embrace uncertainty. Okay. So you stands for uncertainty. Yeah. So there's so many pieces of the puzzle that we don't know. Right. We don't know. There's the analysis paralysis. We don't know what our business is going to like look like a year from now or three years from now or 10 years from now. We don't even know how many, you know, is anyone even going to listen to this podcast? We don't know any of these things. It's uncertain. We do know that. We do. <laughs> we have, see, well, good. Listen, we have data on it, right? We do. We have data. So yeah. if we were sitting here worrying about that, that would be all in our heads because we do have data that people listen to this podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, but going back to embrace uncertainty, it's, it's, it's common. That that keeps us stuck and that keeps us in small thinking or keeps us in the present moment versus moving towards the future because we want to know all the pieces. Hey, especially, you know, business owners, we want to feel in control. We want to be sure of ourselves. We don't want to really want like risk is kind of eh, okay. Yep. But big thinkers, they're okay with the unknown. And the fact of the matter is like, we don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. Or even this afternoon. Yeah. Right. So I always love it when I have a consult call and someone says, this happens in any business. This isn't just in my business. In any business, you talk to them. They're like, yes, this sounds great. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I so, do that. Right. We do, I do that too. <laughs> but I always ask for permission. I'm like, can I put my coaching hat on? Sure. Okay, I'm all about thinking about things clearly. If I'm the title of my book is She Thinks Big, but I'm curious, what exactly are you thinking about? Okay, no one ever has a great answer to that question. No one has a great answer. Yeah. They're just like, mm, I just need to sit on it for a minute. All right, good. But I want you to really, while you're sitting on it, what are you thinking about? What are you, what questions are you trying to answer? Or your brain's trying to find evidence to support either moving forward or not. Right. So it's trying to sort through that unknown is what's going on. Mm -hmm. and, the, and you can't. And we can't. Okay? You really so can't. that's why the you is um, embrace uncertainty. I'd like to say from a personal perspective and what I've experienced is that um, we are as human beings are very comfortable staying in the known, whether that's working for us or not. At least it's the devil we know and mm -hmm. we're used to that. There's a certain amount of security and safety in being in the known. So being in the unknown or the uncertain is terrifying. It could be it worse. Is. What if it's worse? Let me, you know, let me just stay in this groove. And that is very difficult to to break through that barrier. It is. It's really, it's, it's, we like to stay in the know. We like to stay safe. In fact, there's like research, you can look up motivational triad which is we want things to be efficient, comfortable, not hard, safe, all those things. And when we push ourselves into the unknown, our brains are like, wait, 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 don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, you know, and I had to like in building this house, as much planning as we did, which was a lot, there were a lot of unknowns. Yeah. There were a lot of unknowns and we kind of just had to go with it.
That happens yeah. sometimes in design. It does. I had a I had a thing on my bio uh, for, that was written for me that because I was a cop in a former life, it was like yeah. you, you know if I find bodies in the wall, I'll know what to do. So <laughs> you will exactly exactly. All right. So the last uh, next to the last letter S S. So S is secure support. Okay. okay. So big thinkers are not afraid to secure support. Like they are not going it alone. They're not going into the house with the dead bodies in there alone. They are securing support. And I I think this is of utmost importance, um, especially for entrepreneurs and small business owners, because if you think about it and go back to that motivational triad, we like things to be comfortable. We like to feel safe. And when you're a child, you know, we could all be snuggled up in our beds with our stuffed animals and we don't want to get out. Right. Because it's super comfy, cozy in there. And even as adults, we don't want to get out, but when we, <laughs> but we have to, and sometimes like being an entrepreneur, standing by the side of the bed, like with no blanket, with no covers, with nothing, and you need support. And I think as adults, the best support you can get is in the form of other humans, right? It yeah. is super important to have a sounding board. It is super important to have someone challenging your thoughts, but also keep, keeping you accountable and moving forward. Like, so not just seek support, but secure support is, yeah. is super important. That I, I would agree because I do a lot better when I have a business coach or someone to bounce ideas yeah. off, even if at the very, very minimal is just to validate. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, am I, moving forward I mean, to, I'm yeah. always calling my, I'm like boxering my coach. Okay. Am I crazy or does this sound like a good idea? Right. <laughs> or both. Or, or both. both. It, or both. Yeah, it could be both. It could be both. <laughs> All right. We're going to round this up with a t another T at the very end here. Okay. Last T. Take action. Yeah. Okay. The hardest one. The hardest one. So mm -hmm. we could we could think all day, right? We could be sitting here thinking all day long, but really thinking is passive action. It's not massive action. It's not taking action. So I think sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking that we are doing something. And it might be in the form of reading a book. It might be listening to a podcast, which I am all in on. Mm -hmm. But that really, those are those are what I call passive action. It's not you physically taking the action and doing the hard thing. And if you're going to think big or have the results of thinking big, you've got to take action. And in order to do that, you've got, I think you need support. You've got to be okay with the unknown. You have to understand that, yeah, this might not feel so great. And you also need to recognize and, and that you can choose your thoughts. Like you yeah. can be super intentional. So that's what that last T is for. Take action. I think you also have to be comfortable. And I think we have to say this, that it's not a guarantee you're going to be successful. No. That there's a possibility and maybe even a likelihood that you might file it, file, <laughs> fail yeah. at your first several tries. I mean, you might hit it out of the park on the, you know, you don't know, but you have to you have to be prepared to learn from that and bounce back and be tenacious and have that grit to, if you can, you know, 100%. One forward. of the, one of the chapters in the book, I identify nine fears, nine common fears. One mm. of them is fear of success. And one of them is fear <laughs> of failure. Isn't oh. that crazy? The fear of success is a real thing. And that does go back to what I had said before about being comfortable and where you're at. Yep. And, and, you know, there's a lot more that's in that too, but there is that part. So, so tell me, you have a, a, a piece that you were saying that women, because we're talking primarily women, although I do have men in the audience too, and this could suit them. Why do women hesitate to think big? Why women in particular? 
Are you an interior designer looking to expand your reach and attract more clients? Well, we've got just the solution for you. Wingnut Social is the leading social media marketing agency designed exclusively for interior designers. Picture this, your stunning designs showcased to a vast online audience, generating buzz and capturing the attention of potential clients. With Wingnut Social, you can transform your social media presence into a powerful marketing tool. Wingnut Social understands the unique challenges faced by interior designers when it comes to social media marketing. That's why they've created a comprehensive strategy tailored specifically to your needs. With Wingnut Social, you'll have access to expertly crafted content strategies, custom tailored for the interior design industry. Say goodbye to those days of staring blankly at your screen, wondering what to post next. Wingnut Social takes care of that for you, ensuring your posts are engaging, relevant, and captivating. But it doesn't stop there. Wingnut Social also provides in-depth analytics, allowing you to track the performance of your social media campaigns. Discover which posts are resonating with your audience, identify new trends, and make data-driven decisions to maximize your marketing efforts. And the best part? Wingnut Social offers personalized coaching and support. Our team of social media experts will guide you every step of the way, sharing insider tips and tricks to elevate your brand and increase your online visibility. So why wait? Take your interior design business to new heights with Wingnut Social. Visit wingnutsocial.com today to learn more. Wingnut Social, where stunning designs meet social media success. Uh, I think there's a couple of reasons. One of which is women like to, well, humans, but especially women, we want to feel in control of things that are happening in all aspects of our life, in our business and in our personal lives at home. And thinking big isn't necessarily a controlled exercise. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It kind of puts you in a place of where you're feeling out of control in a way. Like not, it's, there's, you're looking at all the possibilities, right? So we don't necessarily want to be there. I think the other thing is it's our job, if we get super stereotypical, to protect, right? To protect what we've got, to protect our assets, to protect our humans, to protect all those things. Thinking big could be perceived as not very safe, right? It's not, yeah. it's not a protective exercise. Staying in the moment, staying in the present is, it's, it's what's happening. It's right here and now, whether we like it or not. And that's not necessarily, we don't always necessarily love what's happening right now, but it's safe. It's known. Yeah. Okay. And I really love the the phrase that um, sometimes like when I'm talking to my clients and they're in this place of smallness or staying stuck, I say, what if you could embrace the known and the unknown, the expected and the unexpected, like your next client, known and unknown, expected and unexpected. That to me is very freeing and um, kind of creates a, oh. Okay, I can do this. I can move past where I'm at. Yeah, that does seem like a little bit more of a comfortable approach if you are stuck and are a little fearful. Yeah. So what is the difference, Andrea, between dreaming and big thinking? I do think big thinking does have some systematic pieces to it. Okay. Okay. So um, in my book, I've got the whole middle section is about the big plan. Okay? Okay. So the big plan is you actually putting the pieces of the puzzle together? How might this happen? How can we turn our vision into action? How can we um, know what not just 
all the steps are, but really what's just the next best step? So dreaming, I don't think necessarily has a plan attached to it. In fact, when you wake up from a dream, you're like, was that real? Was that not right? <laughs> but but thinking big, you can attach a plan to it and and take that so that you can take that next step. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. All right. So now let's talk about stuck stress mm. and hustle culture. How do those two go together? And what are your what is your take on those? Yeah. So stuck stress, um, I kind of classify stuck stress as you not being able to access what I call your genius brain. You can't come mm-hmm. up with solutions. You are, um, it, it, it grows and it stuck stress grows in intensity as time goes on. It becomes heavier. You move from being determined to being frustrated. And progress stress is a shift where when you're in progress stress, you're still, you're still, still some stress there. But you're taking action. As you take action, it actually, that stress dissipates a little. It's not as heavy. You can come up with solutions. You're feeling committed to to achieving some sort of result, even if the result is just taking the next step. And I think in the hustle culture, it's actually a bit of beyond progressed progress stress. It's like frantic stress. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think you've actually, if we thought about a continuum, there's stuck stress, there's progress stress, and there's, I'm going to actually, I just made this up right now, frantic stress and <laughs> hustle goes to the frantic stress. And that's not helpful because you're quickly going to go back to stuck. That made me think about your example earlier about your, your <clears throat> client who had Listed 20 things and was listing all these, all this yeah. prog- progress that she made, but she still, it was like a little mix of both. There was some stuck stress there that she was still yep. fixated on, yep. but then she had some progressive stress that she was working on. So um, am I right? Yeah, you're that's totally, a pretty, okay. you're totally right. Um, I think her brain though quickly could go to that frantic place, right? But the, this yeah. isn't an enough thing is like hustle culture, yeah. right? But she... There's tons of progress stress going on with her. And she has to actually kind of get used to being in that place. Like she said in her message to me, when am I, I just want to be at a place when I'm just maintaining. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that sounds like progress stress. Yes, it does. It does. I had a, yeah, that's, I had a. A therapist once tell me I was worried about something happening and it was something that I was giving me a lot of angina and it had happened to me before. And she says, well, go back and and think about how you dealt with that. And the actuality of it wasn't as bad as the anxiety of it. Right. You handled it. You had all the tools to handle it. If it happens again, you have all the tools you're going to handle. It's it's fine. Yeah. Right. So that's one way to help get out of that anxiety and that that's that frantic stress. Right. It's just say, I have the tools if, if it comes and, and not to worry about it. I don't know if that quite hits the mark, but no, it, it does because she actually recognized she's like, you know what, a year from now, a year ago, rather, um, I would have been thinking about this in a whole different way, but I'm still not whatever. So she's not giving equal airtime to all those tools yeah. that she now has in her toolbox. She's being too hard on herself for sure. She is. She what are is. some strategies for getting past stuck stress? So strategies for getting past stuck stress. So I think um, I, should, I have a toolkit. Talk about tools. 
as, uh, as part of my book. You can download all these, all sorts of tools. So check that out. But strategies for getting past stuck stress. I think number one is taking what I call a strategic pause. Okay, so this is you kind of out of the moment, setting aside my tone of my voice, right? Setting aside some time to oh. really look at what's going on, right? And it's I call it a strategic pause because you're not just pausing and looking up at the sky, dreaming. You're pausing to assess what's happened and what could happen. So that's number one, right? And you've got to be intentional about that because that's not just going to happen on its own either. Number two is recognizing or asking yourself, am I support? Do I have the support I need? Right. And husbands and partners and friends and family members, they're not necessarily the people that are going to get you out of the stuck stress because their job is to love you and they don't want you to be stressed but they also don't want you to do like risky things necessarily. Yeah, they, they don't want, want you to stress them out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's like that. They're gonna they're gonna be yep. impacted by this no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not the best places for place for support. So do you have the right support? And what would happen if you did? What would change? Right. So this could even come in the form of like delegating. Can you delegate something to someone? And if you did, what would that open? What would that allow you to do? What space would that allow you, create for you so you could do something different? And then I think the other thing is the last thing is to really go and go to the place where asking yourself, do I have a plan? Mm -hmm. Like, have I created a plan? We all love plans. Our brains love plans. It gives us a sense of control. So planning, turning that vision into action, working through that process. That's key too. Okay. I want to piggyback on this whole uh, train of thought here and yes. talk to you about fear-based decision making. Mm -hmm. So that sounds to me like that's coming from the frenetic thinking. That's coming from yep. uh, some of the stuff that we've talked to already. So can you dial that in for us? If you follow, there's a model like thought, feeling, action. Thought figure, triggers your feeling, triggers your action. So if you're taking action from a place of fear, it's not going to give you the result you want in the long run, right? So some, if I hear someone say to me, well, I just, they put just in there. I just need to blah, 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 blah. That's probably coming from a place of fear because they're thinking that, okay, I just got to get my act together and <laughs> it's going to be okay. And yeah, there's an element of that. But if you can kind of get yourself, not, um, I always say like, if you picture a number line, fear can be on one end and um, I mean, we have lots of other things on the other end, yeah. you know, uh, motivation, commitment, excitement, whatever, all those other things. You don't have to go all the way from negative 10 to positive 10. If you can just get yourself to a place of neutral and you just be like, you could say, this is going to be hard and that's okay. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and that's okay. So that, that happens more than you than you right, think. <laughs> that's, new, that's neutralizing it, yeah. right? It's just neutralizing it. And that's a way to get out of that fear-based decision-making. Not all the way to like, I'm amazing. I know everything. This is going to be great. Let's get sakes, be super excited. No, let's get to neutral. 
Yeah, I think I like that. And you're taking it, you're taking action in bite-sized chunks that are doable. You're not just, I'm going to change overnight and then I'm going to be this fearless decision maker. You're, you're, you're putting all of these points in action to develop a recipe for that stressful progress or, or progression that we were saying. I love to say, how can we make this simple, doable and fun? Yeah, simple, doable, fun, and profitable. Let me and add prop- one there. Yeah, let's add that in. Let's add that. There's a place in the book where I talk about um, how I want to write my next book about women that are, you know, profitable. Like instead of talking about fear, let's talk about let's make the whole book about success and profit. You know, like that yeah. kind of thing. So. Right, let's pack in that fear of success. That happens so often. I, I'm a victim of that always, from time to time, and I have to mentally push myself through that with some of the techniques that you're mentioning here and that I've learned from, you know, other guests and coaches and my own, you know, whatever it is going on there. Yep. So it's incredibly helpful. Andrea Libros, is there anything that uh, you think the audience needs to hear on this topic before we get into the fire round? Really what we're talking about here is you growing as a human and growing your mindset. I like to say business success is 80% mindset and 20% systems. So being an entrepreneur is really a journey in personal development disguised as an entrepreneurial adventure. It's supposed to be all adventurous and exciting, but really it's just you growing as a human. And I think that's, um, that can be fun. That is a terrific soundbite. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Andrea Libros, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I'm ready. I have been thinking about this for days. (laughs) <laughs> have you has this a, has this been a fearful stress no no thing? this has been actually very enlightening and open and freeing to think about these things <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be think big you're stuck on a deserted island but you can have your one favorite food forever what is it pasta uh, very good nice i like that a lot any Simple, toppings butter, cheese, or... that's it just uh, a purist kind of comfort keeps yeah. that, that's my comfort food I love it. Very, very good. And last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally besides your own. (laughs) Well, of course my own. But um, what's been interesting in this journey of writing the book and actually building a house all at the same time is that I've really kind of recognized that I have to push my own glass ceiling higher. So there's the book, The Big Leap. Yeah, I love it. Gay right? Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Yep, Gay Hendricks. And and I think how the discussion in there really has been helpful for me as I've kind of turned into this sort of next version of myself. So yeah. I think anyone who's wanting to get to that next chapter, that's a great book. That was a real catalyst for me in my business and really empowered me to delegate outside of my zone of genius. Yes. Finger quotes for you, YouTube for you people who are not watching us on YouTube, please tune in to Design by Wingnut Social on YouTube so you can see all the finger quotes. Okay. <laughs> Andrea Libros, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about your book, the title again, and we'll call it a day. Okay. Title is She Thinks Big. I'm just going to give you that. You don't even need all the rest. <laughs> she Thinks Big. You can find it on Amazon. And actually, maybe by the time you're listening to this, you can find it in other places, hopefully. Um, but you can go to Andrea's with an S, links with an S dot com. Andrea's links dot com. You can find a link to the book there. You can also find a link to my podcast, social media handles, my website. And there also is a quiz on there that I I would encourage you to take to help you figure out where you're stuck in your business and how to start to put some big thinking into action. 
That sounds incredibly helpful. Andrea Libros, thank you for joining us again and being part of the two-time club. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Okay, kids, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Andrea Liebrost. You can go on over to wingnutsocial.com and check out all of our past episodes, including Andrea's. Lots of terrific nuggets in that first episode as well. And make sure to check out her website at andrealiebrost.com. That's L-I-E-B-R-O-S-S. And Andrea is common spelling. Okay. And remember, if you need help with marketing, your interior design business, you're an architect, you're a contractor, you're a home furnishings manufacturer, wingnutsocial.com. That's all we do. That's what we specialize in as a former or I guess an interior decorator. I'm still an interior decorator, even though I'm not doing it professionally. We know what works to market your business on social media and SEO and all of that good stuff. So wingnutsocial.com. Thank you again for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel designed by Wingnut Social, same name on YouTube, so you can see us in all our silliness and glory and all of of the amazing things that go on over there. Thank you so much for joining us again. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. On today's episode, we're talking all about, we're talking all about, why do I say that? Is that correct? Why does that sound so awkward? Hold on. On today's episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, we are talking all about big thinking and empowering entrepreneurial women. If you're a guy, you can watch too. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I am your host, Darla Powell. I am an, I am an, I am an aunt. Good boy, Mango.